0: i think we are off there
1: i had to do a weird clap because i have an injury on my hand okay. brought to you by chloe so did
0: she bite you or did she make you fall
1: no because we went uh we did it was our big spending trip today so we went to costco and then the grocery store and so she was in the kennel for a couple hours mm-hmm. and so when we got home she was just way on one and she just jumped up on me and her nails dug in and just like pretty much like the length of my like thumb down to my wrist there's a cut. Hot. Welcome to Chess Talk Episode 278. I think that's the episode we're on.
0: You you should yeah, know. Yeah, that, that has to be that has to be it. That's it.
1: I'm saying it is. But you're hearing a different voice that isn't Brittany. You're hearing oh, hi. the ghost from episodes past. We brought him back. Rob is here. Howdy all. We are gonna play some chess oh, and yeah. have some nice little chit chat about video games this week. So I have started the move. We're gonna play some chess. So Rob, how are you? How have you been?
0: Tired, but good. Life has been a whirlwind the last how many the last time I was on here? When was it? When was the last time I was on here? Like three months ago? I want
1: it must have been around not March, definitely. I don't know. I would say August at the latest. Okay. That's probably the last time you've been on here.
0: Right, that's fair. I, 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 all right, let's see. August. A lot has happened. Um, <laughs> Whoa. I came back to work. have been working for like three months now since post baby. Yeah, it's just been baby stuff the last seven months of him growing and becoming his own human person. Got promoted at work, which is super exciting. Hooray. Yeah, I get paid more money with more stress go go work uh, i mean
1: isn't that what a promotion should be in theory
0: uh, yeah in theory yeah uh, <laughs> i mean it's great to get it after being told in january i was getting promoted in like march so you know
1: <laughs> to be fair the world essentially broke
0: it it did it did a- <laughs> it's so dear
1: essentially not eventually
0: i mean wait there's still time
1: <laughs> oh yeah no, the 2020 isn't over yet i'm i'm well aware of that
0: there could be a plot twist in uh, the next two and a half weeks yeah. Um, as a side, I'm trying to move, and the game is not letting me move. It keeps saying reconnecting.
1: Uh, refresh your page, or we can start a new game.
0: Uh, just start a new game. I don't know what's going on here.
1: <laughs> Brought to you by Lichess Chess. Thanks, Lichess
0: Chess. Hey, they're better than <laughs> they're, they're free. Uh, we tried doing Chess.com at work, and it's like paid to do any of the features that Lichess Chess has, like uh, teams and stuff. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so promoted babies growing up to be a slightly larger baby. How is
1: it having a child when not both of you are at home all the time now?
0: Definitely like a cognitive shift for me um, because I, three days a week, I am basically taking care of him before work and after work. So yeah, before, before 10 o'clock and then after like 445 ish, I'm in charge of him. So that seven hour window of being productive has been really rough. Um, Yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot more frequency where I'm working later during the week, like on Tuesdays and Fridays when Madeline's home um just to kind of catch up so that that's kind of rough but it's great being able to spend time with him in the morning like when he first not when he first gets up but like getting him ready in the morning and kind of doing like a couple feedings and like putting down for for naps it's fun because I get to read to him and you know play and he's becoming more more active like he can pick things up now he can sit up Ah. properly himself like he's he's becoming like a real person um he's got a personality he's very uh let me do it myself uh right now um so trying to get him to like cooperate has been more challenging but (laughs) Uh, I'd say overall, it's it's not bad. Um, I think Madeline had a hard time when we initially pivoted she went back to went back to work. Um, yeah, because she was so used to seeing him like 24 hours a day, seven days a week kind of thing. So, but he, he loves his daycare. Um, he's the only baby there right now, and so it's one on one to one ratio, and uh, he has a great time. He gets excited going uh, in the morning and getting picked up. He's you know just full of energy to keep going, uh, which is great because then. <laughs> He's ready to go, and I'm like, okay, let's let's go, let's let's start winding yeah. down. Uh, let's pump the brakes a little, kid. Yeah. I know you're full of energy, but there's always tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Does he seem to have like a favorite between the two of you yet, or are you not allowed to talk about that?
0: <laughs> it's actually funny. He and I have kind of kind of a routine um, depending on how he's feeling. Because right now he's he's got two teeth coming in, so he's been a lot more uh, irritable.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: But generally, like uh, putting him down for a nap, he knows okay, we're going down for a nap, or right? I you know we're we're doing our things. He's kind of like. Oh yeah, this is I remember this. Um with Madeline, it's a little bit harder I think because they have a different dynamic where he's very much very dependent on her. I think uh, for like emotional support a lot of times. Not that I don't provide that, but just it's different. Yeah, yeah. So, uh she has a rougher time getting him to sleep on his own. He very much when he knows she's home wants to be like sleeping on her lately. Right. Um I think probably because of the teeth thing. Um so
1: there's no yeah because it's just like the inherent bond and like the comfort he gets from her without like knowing what it is
0: yeah exactly and so uh she has a rougher time during the weekends and then on those two days during the week to kind of get him to go to sleep because he's like but but you're here i want to sleep Mm -hmm. with you yeah (laughs) so no there's no no favorites but definitely he has he gets really excited whenever he sees either of us especially when he comes home from work like he's like gets so excited and it's just it's very cute
1: Yep. I'm sure Brittany would be loving this conversation.
0: I'm sure she would. She'll she'll enjoy the uh, Christmas card. Uh, gaming has taken a hit. Yes. And that's, <laughs> that's been rough. I would say I haven't seen a lot of movies, but I think it's more because nothing that's really come out that I want to like, oh, I got I want to watch this.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been rough just movies in general this year. And like it's I think it's harder now that we're at the tail end of it because we know that like next year is not going to get any better as far as like good movies coming out.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I guess we can probably pivot over to the discussion of media. Um, Disney just had a massive dump of stuff on the tenth, and I'm hoping that'll kind of come out and be better going forward. Would um, you
1: mean like uh, the timeline of like what's being released when?
0: Yeah, like we're gonna start seeing mm-hmm. more stuff on Disney Plus. Like I'm really excited for Wandavision. It looks kind of just. Yep freaking weird and i, and I, and I love it and i think katherine hahn is going to be the villain so that always seems like a, a fun little thing um so but it looks like a lot of companies are embracing the online model to the chagrin of you know movie
1: theaters yeah because like hey what if those just stop existing yeah <laughs> i saw uh warner brothers i believe yeah they so it's not like fully online right at launch, but the first month that they're in theaters, you can also watch it on HBO max. So I think that's amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's actually some fun implications um, to that as well. has been, um, how does that affect contracts? Because uh, like wonder woman is a great example where it's going to premiere on HBO max. I'm also very excited for it. How do they get bonuses? Because a lot of it was due to ticket sales. Ah, So I
1: would imagine it has to do somehow with like, new signups or something like that like if there's a surge of new hbo max users right before a movie comes out they can attribute it to the movie coming out that's the only thing i can think of
0: yeah i think it's gonna be that or they just start they start buying people out of contracts renegotiating contracts it's a very weird uh problem because
1: do you think that they would ever like start slating ads into hbo max to like help offset the cost
0: i would be i hate hulu for just for that reason um it would be, And you don't pay for I it. I don't pay for Hulu. I, I'll borrow yeah. my my, my uh, brother in law's sometimes. Um, but yeah, yeah. it's it, if they did that, I would I would unsubscribe. But I think HBO's model at least hasn't been that. Um, but Warner yeah, was, them is kind of different.
1: Pretty much. After I said it, I was like, "Well, HBO is like the network that has never had ads." like that's kind of the thing like you pay that channel to not have ads and mm-hmm. to just watch content
0: yeah the worst you get is the ads for their other shows much like netflix you get um right so yeah i don't i don't yeah i would definitely dump them if that was the case
1: yeah no because i was very excited about dune coming out this month um i know we talked about Brittany and i talked about it and so knowing that like okay I can at least watch it at home and not have to worry about going to the theaters Mm -hmm. whenever it does come out. So it's like, it's this bittersweet thing where it's like, it sucks that pretty much everything got postponed in 2020, but like it's paving the way for us to be a more technologically embraced country.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is kind of the quintessential problem that media has always had. And really it's not unique to media. Any established ecosystem is going to have this, whether it's politics, media, print. Um, You saw it with the CDs and then streaming, um, where they were very he- uh, hesitant to migrate to Spotify type of products. Um, and now we're in a place where it's like, how do you buy CDs anymore? I, I know you guys buy right. vinyls and stuff, but like, it's such a foreign thing for most people at this point.
1: And it's even like a thing with like Billboard 200. It's like, how do you count an album stream? as an album sale yep. and it's, so it's like there's this whole like algorithm that goes into counting different plays into like oh this was actually one album after ten thousand plays or whatever number
0: they put on it right and so that's, that's the, the the fundamental problem is that we're now forced to migrate to you know <laughs> the modern era of media consumption so i mean um it's it's interesting uh, i'm excited i think that we'll probably madeline and i probably start looking at uh spending more money on uh our media center over the next 12 months probably but uh, damn if i do not miss going to the theaters and just sitting down
1: yeah no that's what Brittany was saying like she it's like hit or miss because she likes staying home obviously but <laughs> going out of the movies it's always like a built-in like little like date it's like we can't bring chloe it's just the two of us we're gonna go and watch a movie and then like talk about it on the way home and it's like we just don't have that anymore mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's that's to me that's really the the biggest letdown I think of all is that you just don't have that ability to to escape escape anymore.
1: Yeah, because everything is just like I work from home, and so it's like I'm in my desk for eight to nine hours for that, and then it's like all well, I'm done with work, I want to sit at my desk for a little bit longer.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so it's like easy. a never-ending cycle. It's so easy. I, I find myself doing it. And I, gotta, I, I know I have to stop, but it's so easy to not stop. I'm just like, well, oh, just, just you know, another 20 minutes of programming and I, I'll be okay.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it helps having the dog specifically for a year like this. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I am out of the house a minimum like four times a day. If not more than that, depending on how much time we spend walking here. So that I think has helped us keep our sanity for the most part during all of this.
0: Yeah. I I, I do have to get better. I mean, now, now that it's been like in the, like the high twenties, low, low thirties, uh, getting out more. Um,
1: God. (laughs) Yeah. It, it is getting cold here. Yeah. It snowed last night. Oh geez. Um, so it's because of the snow it's warmer it's like in the it was in the 30s when we walked chloe but i mean still there's ice on the ground and there was some wind so the my ears were getting like frozen over get a um, get a, get yourself yeah, a beanie it, no i had one but i i didn't think it, there would be too much wind ah. but i got a big puffy jacket so i just like held the hood over my ears <laughs> tight but it's like since we have a husky and like it's part of why not part of why we came here but like it was a benefit to coming here it's like she doesn't give a shit she loves it yeah when she first saw there was snow on the ground this morning she like almost took off running with the leash on her back
0: which is typical of huskies regardless right (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so i forgot what we were talking about (laughs) besides the the, where we got to the, the movie theater stuff
1: uh we were just talking about media in general and how it's changed. I mean, we could pivot to video games and I don't really foresee video game releases really changing too much, do you? No. <sighs> Because I think it's been such a like slow pivot towards like digital release and like download codes yeah. over the past decade that it's like they're already like ready for it.
0: Well, and not only that, like places like Amazon, you know, GameStop, even though it's on its way out, they've they've offered a lot of on of uh, delivery based uh, physical media. So I, I don't think it's gonna be wildly different um, anytime soon. I think we'll just see more consoles getting releases that have more stuff in them. Rather than being like part of like a physical copy, but I, even then, I don't think that's even been a thing for like the last couple of years. I wonder if we'll see better, better. I mean, <laughs> see, we'll talk about this in a second. I wonder if we'll start seeing better quality um, game releases because people are more, are less beholden to commuting. Like I know I am, and yet you likely are. So they're able to focus on the work in those periods where they'd be driving to and from work, especially for people that are doing crunches.
1: I don't think. Uh, commuting and like working from home necessarily will change that because there's always an audience for it like there's always been the super long rpg games even back in the 90s like it they exist and even today it's like you get the small roguelike games where you can literally pick it up for like 30 minutes like hades pick it up 30 minutes set it back down and you're like wow that was the best game i played this year so I don't think, like, how the world interacts will really dictate what genres are showing up everywhere. <laughs> you
0: took that the opposite way I thought you were. I was referring to the developers having more time to work on games so they're more polished.
1: Oh, no. I still don't think so because, like, you know, not that the Avengers came, like, was <laughs> solely developed this year. But, like, they had a good chunk of time this year to develop and, like, look what came out.
0: Yeah, so it popped up on Reddit, um, I think, three three or four weeks after the game came out. And they were down to, like like ten percent of their original launch user base for Oh they
1: like they were at like twenty four hour peak, like five hundred users. Yeah, within like a month of it coming out.
0: Like that is that is crazy. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: like and that was a game that Disney was like definitely behind. And mm-hmm. it was just uh garbage grind fest like it's like they took everything that people hated about like wow they hate about destiny they put it together put some really you know prestigious ip on top of it and said hey video game and just completely missed the mark (laughs) yeah and on top of that uh back in november some articles came out saying that like they roughly lost 50 million dollars on the game okay so it's funny you say it that way because i keep seeing these companies say that kind of stuff where they like lost oh that was a terrible move uh where they lost you know x amount of money but it's always such a weird thing because that would presume that they had the money to begin with and i've seen tech companies i think who who said that recently like airbnb or some some uh, tech company said they lost like 50 billion dollars i'm like but you did not have that money you just didn't make it
1: (laughs) well no it's the cost of the game the game costs 100 million okay they only made fifty million
0: back. Oh, so they this is like a movie flop proportion.
1: yeah. <laughs> they li- literally lost fifty million dollars on the development and release of this game. It's yeah, it's not some theoretical. It's like, oh, if people were going to stores, we would have made this much money. It's like, no, they they were bad, <laughs> they bad. <laughs> They did a bad and people realized it before it was too late. It's the Anthem of this year.
0: Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot about the Anthem. Man, that looked, that looked really, <laughs> most people did. <laughs> oh God, that game had so much potential. It gets funny because like no man's sky and like happy things, happy games. Um, uh, hello sky, hello sky games. Hello sky games. They, they embraced their failure. Uh, I think like Frank Murray was the CEO. Um, they embraced oh, their fit. it's Hello games. I'm sorry. Hello game. Okay. So and hello, something, um, But they embraced their failure, and over the course of, like, three or four years, like, said, you know what? We're going to fix this. We're going to do better. And by God, they did, because I've played the game a couple times over the last, you know, 12 months, and it's it's a solid game.
1: I think a lot of it has to do with, um, like, developers that are just, like, shifted and lifted to different projects because their parent company has a new IP. Or if it's a developer that's like, this is our game, and this is what we want to make, which is what hello sky was they were like we're gonna make no man's sky and they were you know say what you will they were rushed to get the game out mm-hmm. and so that's why it was what it was on launch but they were like this is still our game and we know it can be better so we're gonna spend the years to make it what we want it to be yeah or is with uh square enix and two else did avengers
0: uh Enix oh. and like oh crystal dynamics yeah because yeah. they, they didn't crystal dynamics have actually like good games prior to this
1: yes yeah but it's like it's one of those things where it's like they just kind of like bounce around yeah they did the tomb raider the new tomb raider
0: series yeah so that's the the, the best the best part about this is they put a company that was like <laughs> that's behind like a quality like single person kind of mm-hmm. not was action adventure game
1: yeah, and like RPG elements eventually, so it's like you have the structure for this. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's the RPG. Cuz I've not played the newest one, Shadow of the 3 millimeter I think it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they all kind of like boil down to having like perks and stuff, like Assassin's Creed light kind of abilities you could get. That's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean just <laughs> it's just it's so, it's so sad because that's like the, the like the game back in the day on um arcade. It's kind of the same kind of feel to it, obviously much more updated graphics where I always thought it was, like, super interesting to see, and they just... Oh God, they just... They shit the bed. Yeah, I I mean, it's
1: weird. I don't know why it happens so often. Like, I can't imagine what is being said at the top level that makes them go, like, yeah, this is what we need to do. This is going to sell like hotcakes. I don't know.
0: It's, inter- it's just interesting.
1: We'll never... I mean, I can't imagine we'll ever be in those conversations to really know what goes on that makes these games turn out how they do.
0: Yeah, I mean... Pff- for sure.
1: So we're talking about blunders. We're talking about <laughs> losses. And this next topic isn't one of those, but it is topical, surprisingly. Um, we had the hit game Cyberpunk 2077. It's finally out. Oh, why didn't I move out? I'm stupid. <laughs> we're both making dumbs tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Cyberpunk 2077. It's finally out. It's been delayed. I think the first like official launch they ever gave was 2018 and it's been delayed i don't know how many times since then to finally get released a couple days ago and surprise it's kind of (laughs) buggy
0: i think my favorite one is the the jurassic park one uh where they've overlaid the the recorder version of the theme song no and then the uh the nine and three quarters (laughs) bug like the, the Harry Potter platform thing, where these oh, cars, the, yeah, <laughs> the cars like crash into the wall and they just kind of clip through after like five seconds. Uh, it's yeah,
1: you need to send that to me because I haven't watched too many of the like fuck ups of this game. I did send you that one like joke <laughs> video that someone made, um, but I've just heard and I've seen. Like I watched. Uh, giant bomb. They had like a short little like one hour talk about it right when the embargo lifted, and they were just talking about the numerous little bugs that they kept running into throughout their separate playthroughs.
0: Yeah, it's it's hardly surprising at this point that they would have a large number of bugs. But I think this is this is a kind of like the great meme, you know, fun potential of playing this game early is that you get to experience all this just game breaking shenanigans.
1: So from your point of view and like how you enjoy games would that ruin the game for you or would you like power through it
0: um it depends on what it, it depends i think if the bugs are more just comical um i would just power through it for the first one because again this is the kind of game that's going to have like many branching paths um, from what i've read um so if, if it allows me to play the game all the way through great um but some of the bugs it seems like do break some missions that are um important
1: yeah, I've seen some game-breaking bugs or mission-breaking bugs where it's like people just don't show up or people are just invisible and you can't, like, kill them. And so, like, that to me, it's just... I don't think I've ever been so fanatic about a game where it's like I could have it be broken and still, like, defend it as the best game of the year. So I just didn't know, like, where your stance on that was.
0: Do you think it's a game Do you think it's a contender?
1: Uh, I think it will be, yeah. Even with the bugs, like, they're putting out... It feels like they're having a patch released every day at this point, so it's like they're getting it in as much shape as they can.
0: Um, have you played it yet?
1: No, okay. I am a hashtag patient gamer, so I was probably gonna wait a couple of years. I still haven't beaten The Witcher Three, so
0: ah, okay, so you're you're, you're t- long long uh, long time. That's like yeah, page, yeah. That's a whole like subreddit
1: culture, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I don't actually subscribe to that, but it's just I inadvertently am just like I'll just wait. Why am I rushed? I have another WoW expansion to play because <laughs> that's true. what else is new?
0: <laughs> that's true. WoW does have its own, but uh, proclivities that are enjoyable. Um,
1: this expansion's good, so
0: that's okay, good. I mean, I, I I know that there's a lot of changes in this one, so um, but for for see, C- uh, Starpunk, um, yeah, I'd probably just power through it. But I'm I am also waiting to buy it until probably end of the year when I take some time off, because um, okay, that's still kind of soon though. It, well, we'll see. I, if there's a, it's a <laughs> lot of performance issues. I like uh, my, my buddy Sean um, said it's a lot like GTA, um, and he said yeah. he was hoping it would be a little more different. And if that's the case, I may wait longer, only because I'm not. It's not a game that I want to like jump into and kind of be bored of quickly. Um, I want to be able to sit down and play it fresh, and then be able to keep coming back and you know progressing. Because um, as as an aside, what I've noticed is. With my the ba- dad gamer life, um, I end up just playing. I think we talked about this. Just playing like really short things, so like League of Legends, mm-hmm. Overwatch, Call of Duty, um, but the satisfaction of those games is just not there. Um, and I want to be able to start a game like Witcher, C- uh, Cyberpunk, or like Skyrim, and be able to like make progress, save, come back. Um, and t- to that point, I've actually started replaying Outer Worlds. Um, oh okay. Which yeah. I really I started playing on the Xbox, and then I it came out on PC with the Xbox Game Pass, and unfortunately you didn't uh, it doesn't do cross saves, so I stopped playing oh. it, and uh, I restarted playing it a couple nights ago, and I'm like
1: this game's actually really fun. That was one of the games because say we you know talked shit about GameStop because fuck GameStop, but they do have like decent sales every once in a while, um, and so that was one of the games I was looking at getting for the PlayStation just to have. But I just ended up going to some other games that I I definitely remember you and Madeline talking up that game last year and how fun it was.
0: Yeah, I, I think I got like I think fifteen or twenty hours in because I'm slow and I am looking for like all the little things to find, um, and I didn't get very far in the actual game. And I think Madeline was the same way because I think that's around the time Lucas was starting to you know starting to show and she got more pregnant and kind of just caused all that kind of fun. Um, yeah. But coming back to it, it's like and playing it on a newer GPU, I'm like this game's actually like pretty good so I, I recommend if you get an opportunity to buy some more games or you know get it for cheap check it out because it's it's fun yeah what i it was like around
1: 15 20 so yeah i wasn't going to be like this big splurge to get it but i was just like eh, i'm already getting three other games i can wait
0: yeah i mean that's, that's the other part too is that like you can buy like if i myself doing it on steam i'll buy like three or four games and i won't play them for like literal years and it becomes, like, a thing of just, like, I just have all these games I've never played. I think there's probably, like, 20 or 30 games in my Steam library that I bought for, like, five bucks. Never touched. Yep.
1: Touch. Yeah,
0: no, I, I
1: started to, like, categorize my Steam library, and, like, I have a section for completed games, and I surprised myself. I have, like, 30 or 40 completed games. Not, like, 100%, but, like, I've beaten the main story, and I am done playing this game. So, I am... I make some progress. I'm so with the PlayStation, I try and... Because I'm the worst ever <laughs> i try and find games where i know like okay if i want to platinum this trophy it's not impossible it's not tied to like multiplayer and it's not tied to like some 10 hour grind at the very end of the game so i try to make games that are like easy enough to where i could just like pick it up beat it to 100 percent, or just beat it and feel satisfied and then put it away forever
0: yeah and i I should probably go back as we're doing that. I think I, I find find it hard to do that for games because you you have the games like like CD Projekt Red's uh, Cyberpunk. It looks so good, and then going yeah. back and playing a game from like you know twenty ten, it looks <laughs> it's looks dated, uh, and I think that that is part of the the challenge.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have. It's not that I don't want to play Cyberpunk, but it's just I don't know something about it that to me I don't. It's not grabbing me. Nothing about it is making me think this is the future of games. This is what all games are gonna be like. Cause to me is I'm just like it's just like spacey Far Cry or spacey any sort of like RPG FPS it, at this point. It's
0: a it's it's a it's basically like Johnny mnemonic um um uh, meets yeah. the Matrix meets, you know, uh Deus X. It's it's and I think the other thing that's good going for it is um the hype. Like, it's the hype and everything else. Like, it's not the future of games. It's just the best-looking game we have right now.
1: It's got Keanu Reeves in it. I mean, it's the best-looking game if you have the perfect hardware for it. (laughs) Yeah. Which is another huge issue with this game at the moment.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping that that the patches over the next few weeks um, iron that aspect out. Because I've got a 2070 and a decent CPU and 32 gigs of RAM. I I think I can play it okay, but I'd rather not deal with crap like that
1: i, I want to say from the small antidotes anecdotes i've seen 2070 seems to be like a sweet spot of like that's where you can really start enjoying the game without major graphic issues
0: so that would be true if i didn't upgrade to a 1440p monitor it seems like that's oh. 1080p <laughs> 1080p is great at that but i i do have an a, a, a lower a, a 1080p monitor but it's just i don't i'm trying to get rid of it um so i don't know if it's worth lugging it back out of its box and be like yeah, yeah. yeah play a game for it and then, <laughs> then box it back up."
1: great i mean no i wouldn't do it then either because you could just hope that maybe by the end of the year they'll have some sort of optimized code release for 1440p
0: yeah and worst case like i mean fingers crossed the 20 the 3070 comes in in stock i can just upgrade um if if that shapes up to be a, a viable thing nvidia's <laughs> recent pr gaffe notwithstanding
1: i'm not aware of that
0: uh we can skip that one that one's uh real oh. real niche ba- basically nvidia <laughs> okay. uh, i'll just tldr uh they basically told a reviewer i think it's hardware unboxed that because they did oh yep I've, i saw yeah, that. yeah i'm just like you guys are stupid because it was the, the global, like, chief PR person. I'm like, that is, like, yeah. the stupidest thing to say. Because you already were on thin ice with reviewers, like. I mean, they think they're on
1: top still, and they can just get away with that.
0: Everybody was Intel until they weren't, so. Yeah.
1: but I this, mean, Intel's still, Intel, Intel's still pretty much on top.
0: They're on top in in the enterprise space, for sure. Like, they, they, they've not,
1: oh. like. I'm sure they're crying.
0: But They're crying with into their, their millions of dollars. <laughs> Definitely, uh, Woody Harrelson oh, in Zombieland. Oh, we lost the consumer. Oh no. We lost heart you know, the consumer gamer space. <laughs> what are we ever gonna do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all about them them enterprise contracts. That's where the money's at. But do you know what the future
1: of gaming is? Uh, I think I know what you're gonna say, but I'll let you say it. It's
0: VR. It is. It is. Yes. Uh, I think the last time I was on, I had just got Half Life Alex. Uh, I think that's right.
1: I know you had played a decent amount of Bone Works. Oh and my gosh! You, yeah. yeah. and you still were tinkering around with the Triple H as like your like not super in depth VR game.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So ha- ha- the the game that's got the most time is still um Hot Dogs, Horseshoes, and Hand Grenades. Uh, Boneworks I played a little bit less since we last chatted um, just because the replayability really isn't there Yeah, but yeah. It, it's a great physics game but it's just not, not, not crazy um, but yeah Half-Life Alex, I would say compared to Boneworks and uh, H3 VR for the, its gun and physics things with that aside, it is a fantastic game and I, I couldn't be more pleased with that game at all because it really immerses you back into like the era of what Valve could do when they really wanted to um make a game and
1: yeah because valve's whole thing is like they make games that push the industry forward because that was the whole thing with mm-hmm. half-life 2 wasn't it yep. like this is how physics should work in a video game
0: yep and it, it they definitely were that that team and, and you know portal again was groundbreaking for puzzle based first person games um and then they kind of just fell off there and it was um, they got dota that's why they got they got that cash machine Uh, and so it looks like half-life alex is really reinvigorating that that sector of valve because there's rumors that they're working on a pc vr slash non-vr game um but yeah half of alex great 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 game really good storyline i the only real issue i have is you don't have melee weapons to fight the enemies with it's only guns And that that was jarring coming from uh, hot dogs, horses, and hand grenades, and bone works, which are very much like you can punch people in the face. I wonder if that's like, um, like a limitation
1: of the hardware or anything like that, or it's like it was just too hard to really like code some melee weapons, or like let's just focus on ranged, just so we're all on the same page.
0: It's it's probably that that latter, just from like a playability perspective, because um, while being able to punch things in the face is is always a very visceral thing, um. Valve has always been a masterclass in ex, um, oh my gosh, my brain uh, in uh, creating really immersive experiences, and I think for them that additional layer wasn't worth the um, the work. So yeah,
1: I w- I would say so. I think that they've done enough in the industry where they know, like, okay, this is. This is not really worth it. It's not really going to be noticed. Let's just move on and spend our time elsewhere.
0: Yep. And that's I think that's what it came down to. So uh, I would definitely give Alex like like a 7 out of 10 um, in terms of overall. I think her VR game is probably like a 10 out of 10.
1: Oh, okay. That's, I think that's kind of the... Standard score at this point, just because everyone talks about Alex and they say, like, this is how VR games are going to be and how they should be, with just like how immersive and how like fluid it is to actually play the game.
0: Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I mean, I the better video card you have, the more smooth it is, the more fun it was. But I didn't have a great one when I first played it, so I started going back through it once I got my 2070. But um, yeah, great game. And I think there's this next year we've got a lot more potentials for games i've not seen uh anything like crazy but it seems like a lot more stuff is coming out the only downside is facebook and oculus have been like dominating the kind of space and it's very frustrating because everything comes out on there first and the only way you can play it is on oculus and then you have to have a facebook account so
1: yep gotta sell your data (laughs) yeah not a fan so i mean speaking of that like if you were going to recommend a vr headset to someone that wants to play games like they're savvy enough they want to set up their own vr headset Mm -hmm. what system would you recommend
0: like oculus or PC VR type stuff
1: yeah because i mean there's more than just the vive and the oculus isn't there
0: yeah there's or is that pretty much it there's there's oculus has like the s rift s the Oc- the Rift Two, I think, is what it's called, or the or the Quest Two, which is a, a bump from the the first one. They've got
1: they have like the Go right the Go or is, is that the Quest
0: no the Go got discontinued after the Quest Two came out, I believe. And then you've That's got what it was. Then you have actually there's actually there's quite a few now that I think about it. So there's the Index, which kind of like was like the gold standard for uh, fidelity in the screen. Um, there's the HP Reverb Two, actually Vive or uh, sorry not Vive Valve worked with them to develop that. So it's compatible with like all the lighthouses with, um, by what's it called? Um, steam VR. So like the, you other the, the index lighthouses are like the sensors that you mount, um, and the knuckles are also compatible with it. So you can buy their screen, which is way better. And then, um, there's the agency vive cosmos pro. And then there's like another one that's not great. I uh, think it's the just the way that call the cosmos, um, I I would still say, even for the price, uh, the Index would be the one to get, Um, but if you can somehow get the Knuckles and the Lighthouses and the HP Reverb, um, I would say that's probably better just from a graphical fidelity perspective, because there's less um, screen door effect in that game. Um, If you're on Facebook and you have a a more limited budget, because that that one is is, is not trivial in terms of price, uh, the Quest... The Quest Two is going to be the one to get. It's like I think I think it's like one ninety nine right now for the yeah. The it's, older it's one. It's fairly cheap. So if you can deal with Facebook harvesting your data and the potential loss of access if you do something bad on Facebook, uh, that's a great entry point.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I I'm still I think my ballpark is whenever we get a house and we can spare the room to have a VR like space, that's when I would finally like bite the bullet and get one. Until that, I'm just like it's not worth trying to figure out the logistics in my apartment.
0: I will say, um, I mean, it's, you have a Husky, so that's a different dog personality. <laughs> um, but don't overthink it. If you can put it in like your living room, like we have it, we have it in the living room and the garage. Um, try, try that. If you, if you, if you do consider it, you find a good deal on the thing because, um, that is a decent amount of space. If you like move your coffee table and stuff you don't need, like I have, I think like a, Two meter by three, two and a half meter space most of the time, and that's more than enough. Uh, so long as you're only like sharp, in that close spot, uh, proximity to to play games fine. See,
1: see, that's the problem. We get we just got a bunch of swords lying around.
0: Oh, well, shit, that's not gonna work out then. You're gonna lose a hand.
1: <laughs> that's why I need a different room because the living room is already sharing space with our sword room. <laughs> you're so-
0: you Even your armory, Jesus. No, that's a different room. This is just the sword room. Sorry, do you do you need to live in a castle? Is that what you're looking for?
1: <laughs> I want to be opposed to it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, if uh, some uh, Liechtenstein uh, heir comes along and gives you a castle, you could uh, really set up your VR station.
1: There we go. That's all I need. One simple step, and you too can have a VR room. <laughs> yeah. Well. So we've been talking a lot about new games, new releases, things like that, but I feel like we've never talked specifically about old games with you, Rob. I know Brittany and I talk about it quite a bit because Mm -hmm. Brittany will often go back and play some of her nostalgia games, but um, if you had to pick, you know, say maybe three or five, what video games to you just like scream nostalgia? Like that's what you think about when you think about having summer break in elementary, middle school, high school. Like, those are the games you would play all the time.
0: Okay, I'll go through eras, because it's pretty easy for me, because I, I grew up in the SNES N64 era, um, and 64 era, and I missed, I missed yeah. the GameCube era, so you're, you're going to hear probably very predictable responses here, except for the SNES oh, yeah. ones. That's um, what I wanted. So uh, SNES is going to be Kirby All-Stars. Um, okay. That yeah, yeah. that game, I don't know, it came out on the Switch, I think, Um, and I, Madeline and I never played it together, but like that is like the quintessential like, sleepover with my friend Blake, and just playing the crap out of the game and finishing all the storylines it's such a fun two-player game um i don't i don't think there's any other game. i think the only other game i'm not gonna say but it's like an honorable mention is uh kirby uh dream course or kirby dream land it's basically golf um <laughs> you basically oh, k- kirby and you they like played hit that him. on didn't oh, they yeah, play yeah,
1: they... that on like a drunk fun house god yes. that looked
0: awful yeah like it's, it's actually a really fun game because uh, you actually have sure. a good strategy. Um, but yeah, that's, a, that's an honorable mention because my dad and I used to play that when we were when I was like, oh, shit, I think I was like nine. Um, but the, my number one game is always going to be uh, a toss up between uh, Majora's Mask and uh, Ocarina of Time. Like, just oh. I, 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 they're both so Im- embodied in like my like youth gaming that I I can't pick one of them. So it's like they're like tied for first place. Um, I think that's fair. I I would say a lot of people in your age group, you're
1: like 70, right? uh, Um, 73. (laughs) I think they're all like, those two are like peak old school video games to them. And like, it's hard to pick between the two of them because they're not basically the same game, but there's so much that they borrow from each other that they feel very similar.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, they, they definitely play off each other. I, it, it's kind of fun seeing the story around um, Zelda 64DD and kind of how that evolved into Majora's Mask. And it, it just makes so much sense why there's so much similar between the two games. The other game in that era, it, two other games in the era, is going to be uh, Smash Brothers, the original. Um, oh, yeah. Another great uh, multiplayer, just beat-em-up beat game. And then uh, Goldeneye. That was like the the game that like that that like changed multiplayer i know i played it back it's it's hard i
1: liked it yeah but like whenever i see it or see people like just boast about it i'm like it's not a good game though like i I can contextualize it and like like yeah for for the time that was an amazing breakthrough but it's like you try and play that now like you literally can't move unless you like have the manual in front of you
0: it's so easy though. see you do the C buttons for strafing, and then you use the stick to look around. It's 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 a piece of cake. The thing that sucks is you couldn't like uh, it's like Doom. You can't like actually aim unless you hit the right bumper, um, to or you know, the right shoulder button to like aim, um, and that was that was always a, a rough a rough spot. Um, so let's see. We have we got Zelda, the two Zeldas, Goldeneye, Smash Brothers, and the last one's actually uh, Xbox One game is of course going to be Halo um okay yeah the, the next i didn't game. know if that
1: would count for you
0: it does that was i was uh i think uh let's see that was 2001 i was in 7th or 8th grade so it's still i think early enough that i was like yeah i was, I was young and it, that also completely changed multiplayer as well like you had goldeneye it kind of evolved in your perfect earth that kind of evolved a little, a little bit like baby steps and then halo with you know 16 player land parties going till like five mm-hmm. or six in the morning like that was that was the other thing that just kind of killed. And that game actually had legs. It lasted a long time before Halo Two came out in like oh seven, uh, or no, Halo Two was no, it was 04. like three
1: oh five.
0: Yeah. So, but Halo Halo One like it lasted quite a bit of time. Two thousand four. Okay, yeah. So that was I was a a sophomore. A three
1: year, three year.
0: But it it, it even even with that like it, it kept going in the in the yep. the, the gaming circuit like people would you tournaments like I remember it was like Ogre. Like one and two or something that they those guys were were monsters at that game, um, but yeah, the Halo two came out and that that evolved a different way because of Xbox Live. Yeah, my first major introduction to Halo
1: was unfortunately um, with a broken Xbox because <laughs> my um, soon to be stepdad at the time had an Xbox that didn't really work, and so I would play Halo, but the Xbox would just crash after like an hour or two at the most. And so I'd have to just play Halo in like these little chunks and wait for the Xbox to like cool off before I could start playing it again. It was a really frustrating way to
0: start playing Halo. Yeah. Halo 1 or Halo 2?
1: This was just Halo 1, yeah. Oh
0: god, man, yeah. And the thing, I think, the great thing and the awful thing about Halo 1 was that some of the missions were just freaking long. Like... Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Assault in the Control Room and Two Betrayals. Like you're you're on the, the snowy levels. Like those are just treks to finish those levels yeah what's
1: the what's that first snow level it's like level
0: four i know that much i think it's assault in the control room it's where you 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 okay. first land and you have to get into like the the control the control room where the 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 monitor i think is that and you go in there with cortana and you like activate it and it's like the big cutscene. um oh yeah
1: that's where you meet guilty yeah
0: yeah through further guilt work yeah 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 oh gosh that would that's awful
1: i just remember how bullshit legendary was on the first couple of halos because my me and my friends would always you know have to beat it on legendary yep. just for bragging rights yep. until halo 3 came out and it's like oh you can actually show off the fact that you beat it on legendary
0: <laughs> yeah like it's you, the only thing good about halo 1 and 2 i think i forgot what halo 2's um like extra ending for legendary was but halo one it was uh johnson even though yeah uh, i don't know how that was to work out hugging an elite um that was always fun what was halo Two? god what
1: did he what did he say in halo one he was like i think i think he said like all right big guy
0: this is it and then they hug each yeah, exactly. other Yeah, like, all right big guys hug it out or something and then it's like yeah. or hold me <laughs> oh what was it <laughs> something ridiculous but i think i didn't i think no i know this as well about um halo one is that depending on what difficulty you started out as that initial sp- um uh like speech he does like for the marines before you drop um, is different. It's like a slightly, oh, I, I think, that. slightly longer if you do legendary. Um, the, I just remembered though something uh, t- you talked about um, the game being buggy. So Halo One and the original Xbox were very easily soft moddable. Yeah. And so the, Halo One actually wasn't actually the way you soft mod it, but it was through Splinter Cell um, or Mech Warrior. Uh, I don't know why I still know that. Uh, but what was what was great <laughs> it was in Halo Two because you had online multiplayer and they had like this thing called XLink Kai. You could actually play across the internet with like private games, but they look like local area network games. And so you could have oh. people like playing as the Prophet Regret in this little chair, <laughs> flying around on Ascension, I think it is, and like shooting his heat beam at you. And you can like get a gun and shoot banshees out of your gun, and like or shoot the banshee like uh, plasma uh, bolt um so yeah i forgot about that. that that was like the quintessential thing because so I, I brought the camping one time and i brought like a little tv and we played that like in the middle of the night in uh like northern california <laughs> yeah god it, it, that sounds crazy was that like a predecessor to like game spy then uh no it was a competitor to game spy so game spy was the other way oh. you could do it um but yeah like interesting the, i don't i see the thing is it's so interesting because modding now is so much different now just kind of like doing backups and stuff but like that back in the day like it was such a hard thing if you install Linux on a separate hard drive you could do all this mm-hmm. crazy stuff and like I don't see that same level of like skunk works except for um, the Nintendo Switch getting like Android installed on it and stuff
1: right I think it's just because like so much of the foundation is out there for modding and like getting games to break in certain ways so it's like you don't need to go through like the entire source code for the most part to make like your person have a funny hat in grand theft auto oh, like it's a lot more surface level i think at this point
0: yeah it's, yeah it's definitely not uh i think the same level of enjoyment so like i'll oh, give myself infinite money i can like gt has a great example of like just like script kiddies going around just ruining games or being ridiculous because they can it's yeah. easy yeah oh god so what were, your, what were your what are your fry games
1: oh man i don't <laughs> have that um no i i want to say i've talked about it before i would definitely put um dynasty warriors 3 Okay. for the ps2 that's yeah. on there um halo we talked about it enough yeah. that's going to be on there <laughs> yeah. out of left field uh, mmo there's an mmo called dark age camelot I played that a bunch when i was a little youngin so that has to be on there um super smash bros is going to be on there and i would want to say something random like tack and the power of juju <laughs> Because that's T- not really talked about too much, but I played that game a lot, and I really enjoyed that game. So yeah, that's what I'll stick with.
0: Attacking the power. Of... This looks like a. I know I've seen this game before, but it looks like one of those games, like your mom or dad goes to buy you, and you're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I want, I want, I uh, want Ratchet and Clank," and they end up buying yep. like, <laughs> like they buy this instead because it looks kind yeah. of. The
1: same. <laughs> No, it's like the basic kind of game where it's like a collectathon where you gotta get stuff and you eventually get power ups and you can go back. Yeah, no, it's a whole thing. It had a... <laughs> what's that one actor? What's the Oh man, I cannot think of his name. He was in the series of unfortunate events, the Lemony Snicket. What's his name?
0: The 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 guy who played Lemony Snicket? Yes. Uh Patrick Warburton. Warburton. Yeah.
1: Yes. He was a main character in Tack and the Power of Juju. <laughs>
0: That's, he shows so
1: that does if that doesn't sell you on this game, I don't know what will.
0: He shows up in like the weirdest spots, and, <laughs> and I love it because like he play he he voices Joe from Family Guy. Like he's just yep. all over the place, and it's it's so great.
1: Yeah, it was based on Sly Cooper, Jack and Daxter, <laughs> and Ratchet and Clank.
0: You're so. also on the Wikipedia. I see.
1: <laughs> yes, I am because I was looking to see what that guy's name was because I couldn't remember, and I was like, maybe he's listed here. He's not. He's not.
0: You get the writer. You get the writer though. <laughs> uh, Randolph Hurd.
1: Yeah, okay, but where's my Patrick Warburton?
0: My boy Pat.
1: Yeah, So I would say, like, if I had to rattle them off the top of my head, that's where I'd be. Okay. Ooh, looking at the reviews, give me that solid 5 out of 10. That's what I like to see in my nostalgia games.
0: <laughs> 3.6 out of 5. That's a very specific <laughs> number. All right, sure. Yeah. yeah so, you know, it did, all, yeah. it did all right. This is back when ratings actually meant something.
1: Yeah, so, like, a 5 out of 10 wasn't the end of the world it's like yeah it's okay
0: yeah <laughs> everything's a nine unless it's not <laughs> now. yeah yeah
1: yeah i don't know i think that's it i think that's all i had for the episode unless there was any last things that you really wanted to get out there or any big video game news that you're just dying to talk about
0: video game news i'm dying to talk about you know, I can't... Th- I mean, this is the, the part of the problem of me playing games that are, you know, short little bursty things. I'm sure there's something super neat and cool coming around the bend that'll make us all yeah. forget about uh, Cyberpunk. Um, Halo is launching next fall. <laughs> that's that's always this real I thing. Don't,
1: I don't care about <laughs> Halo Infinite.
0: I, I really want it to be great, but...
1: I've already played the 360 version of Halo, though. I don't care about Infinite.
0: It's that times infinity. God. <laughs> can you imagine? No, I don't have anything else. Okay, that's fine. Well, I want to thank you again, Rob, for being on. I love I love being on here when I can get the time, and it worked out great this weekend where we are uh, Awesome. dead and able to come on. <laughs> Both well, li- li- literally and figuratively this time.
1: Yeah, seriously. So maybe the audience will be able to hear you on again soon, shortly. A little teaser. Possibly. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. God, being an adult's hard. It's 2020, man. Anything can happen. Well, uh, that's it, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for enduring the little shakeup with this week's episode. But we'll be back, hopefully, with another regularly scheduled episode, just in time for the award talk. So we'll see you then. Bye.